You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, the daily tennis podcast. And welcome to what I'm going to call day seven and day eight wrap. Um, I apologize for missing yesterday, but as I was about to record the episode, uh, John Millman began an incredible comeback. Um, over Roger Federer in a match that finished at uh, 1 a.m. Eastern time and didn't think anyone would really want to listen to the podcast then, so I'm bunching two days into one here. And that's going to be the story that we start with, the incredible upset of John Millman over Roger Federer. And just the way it played out, a little bit more about Millman's past and um, a deeper dive into what it takes to get um, to that stage in your career. Because if you don't know the story of John Millman, it's really one that I, I would recommend um, you read more about even after I describe some of it on this podcast. But Millman's 29 years old, and it's definitely the first time he's ever made the quarterfinals of a, of a Grand Slam. And it, it was the first time he made the round of 16, and it's the first time that he's really going to be a solidified tour player for an extended period of time because of this result. Because for seven years, Millman from Australia um, never won a tour-level match after turning pro. You know, he turned pro pretty early, but it took him seven years until 2013. It's actually December 31st, 2012, but we're going to call it 2013 um, before he won a pro singles match. And, you know, he played futures and challengers and struggled for a long, you know, didn't struggle, but he, he, pl- he grinded for a long time um, and never was able to get to the tour level um, until that moment. And even then he, st- he bounced up and down between tour level and challengers. Um, and my thing about this is, you know, when you hear about a guy like this, many people think, oh, he's a journeyman, you know, he's kind of a, a grinder or whatnot. But John Millman is an incredible tennis player. And I think you saw that last night. He can produce an exceptionally high level of tennis. He's very, very, very fit, one of the hardest workers on tour. And, you know, totally deserved that win. One of the best guys, you know, people at the challenge level tour, you know, who I have covered a lot only have the best thing to say about John Millman. He's a smart guy. He's a, you know, he's, he, he's very um, selfless. He cares about other people a lot. Um, and he's just a tireless worker. And, um, you know, the fact that he's been ranked that low, you know, many people would, would equate that to kind of an average tennis player. But you have to understand that there's so many good tennis players in the world, literally thousands of great tennis players. And for him to finally get that moment, I think it's really special. And I think it's something that, uh, I hope everyone can appreciate because that kind of work is what the majority of tennis players have to do. You know, guys like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, Serena, Venus, um, Sharapova, these these players that came up so young. That is, that's literally the, some of the best players the sport has ever seen. And, you know, that's just not the norm. And I think people have gotten so used to these, these, uh, epic players um you know rising through the ranks and then so they say they you get to a guy like john milvin and like oh he's just another player um but he's a great player and he's had to you know everyone um bar the most talented individuals probably the sport has ever seen have had to grind their way um to the top of the sport and i think it really should help you appreciate how good the tennis is at the challenger level at the futures level and as i've said many many times on this podcast um i hope you can get out there and, uh, and watch some of those tournaments. They're, they're usually free. Um, so I definitely recommend that. A little bit more on the match itself. Um, you know, Millman, uh, it was extremely, extremely humid. I'm sure you saw, but Federer was, was very tired and it was probably the most tired I've ever seen him 
from a non-injury in a match. Um, the humidity was extremely high. Uh, the roof on ash has made for a very little airflow. And um, so, you know, the humidity just sticks there. And uh, it was brutal. Millman's a, from Brisbane, Australia, where it's very humid. So he was, you know, he was ready for those conditions. He was definitely tired as well. But, um, you know, eight years younger than Roger Federer, I think people forget that Federer is 37. And what he's doing right now is not normal, you know. Um, very few players, if any, have ever been able to play at the level that Roger Federer has at 37 years old. And yes, he's going to get tired sometimes. You know, he's human. And, um, you know, just the level of the match and the way it played out, you know, I was extremely impressed with the way Millman didn't let the moment get too big. He just stayed solid uh, and he got the win, the biggest win of his career. And again, it's just a cool moment, I think, to, to really appreciate that and to hopefully, um, you know, you can see how much it means to somebody and how hard they've worked to get there. Uh, those are some of my favorite moments in tennis. Another uh, pretty big upset, I would say, on the women's side today, Anastasia Sevetsova um, defeated Sloane Stevens, the defending champion on the women's side. Uh, pretty comprehensive, 6-2, 6-3. Again, super hot today. Um, brutal conditions. Probably People are saying probably the, the hottest US Open has ever been. Um, they actually suspended play in the juniors because it was so hot. I've uh, never seen that before. Um, and yeah, Sloan beat Sevatova in the quarters last year, lost to her this year. You know, again, I, I, Sevatova's a, a crafty player, but Sloan really um, just wasn't able to kind of get, get her energy levels up early enough. And, you know, she's out of the tournament. And so I think now that the heavy, heavy favorite on the women's side is Serena. And I think Sloan was the player that I saw as the major threat to Serena. Um, but uh, we'll see if she can get, get that back tonight. She plays tonight. Um, the result from today um, was obviously Juan Martin Del Potro beating John Isner in four sets. Again, extremely hot, but Del Potro back in the semifinals. And, you know, just a, a great year for the Argentine, solidifying his spot in the top four, the top three, really, and um, could set a date with either Rafa Nadal or Dominic Team, depending on who, win that, who wins that matchup tonight. Looking at the matchups for tomorrow, um, you know, again, very interesting, I think, results. Um, to get this far, Carlos Suarez Navarro defeated Maria Sharapova on her 30th birthday. She's also the number 30 seed, just fun facts there. She plays Madison Keys, and um, I think Keys has to be the favorite there. She's been playing well. She went to final last year, and I think she's got a great chance to make the final again. Uh, but the other quarterfinal is Naomi Osaka and Lesia Sorenko. Um, Osaka, again, I think Osaka beat a great player in Sabalenka in the round of 16, and I think Osaka's the favorite there. Uh, if they did get to the semis, that Osaka-Keys match would be... Um, big hitting with two young players. I would love to see that. So, um, But watch out for, for Suarez Navarro. She's crafty, and if she can use the slice effectively against Madison, I think that could be a, a good play. On the other side, you know, it's two quarterfinals for the men that um, feature a couple different matchups. You've got Chilich and Nishikori, um, a rematch of the U.S. Open final from 2014. Um Nishikori is playing probably the best I've seen since his comeback. And Chilich played great to beat Goffin, but I actually think Nishikori has a good chance to, to win that match. Um, Chilich is, again, up and down. He, he played, his best match was definitely against Goffin, but I think Nishikori is playing great, and he loves the hot conditions as well. Um, so I think that one will be very interesting, and I, it could go four or five sets. The other one is Djokovic against the man we talked about earlier, John Millman. Um, you know, there's no doubt Novak is the heavy, heavy favorite. Uh, while Millman was able to sort of wear down Federer from the baseline, he's not going to be able to do that nearly as easily against Djokovic. Um, but again, the guy will fight and he will compete 
so hard and you have to respect that about him. Um, I think if he could take a set from Djokovic, that would be a great effort um, just because Novak's playing fantastic tennis this week. So um, would will be interesting to see if that one gets day or night session um, because uh, um, it would it'll impact, I think, the, the way that match goes. Actually, just looking at the schedule now, that is a night session match. Um, not really sure who that favors. Probably Djokovic. Uh, again, Milman loves it when it's hot. Um, so... Uh, Probably a slight edge to Novak there, but again, it'll take it'll take a special performance from Millman um, to get across the line. Again, thanks for listening uh, to this episode of Opus Dance Audio. We'll be back tomorrow with day nine. Uh, and until then, enjoy the tennis.